Don't get me wrong. I love Tracy McGrady. I absolutely love Tracy McGrady. <clears throat> but I just don't know. I don't know if it's the career that was plagued with injury right in smack dab in the middle of his prime. I don't, I, I think that's probably what it is. But let's talk about it. Right now. Welcome back to another episode of Trust Me Wrong by Robert Kersey. Today, I don't understand how I, when I was originally doing, when I first came out with this podcast, my player profiles, I don't know how I didn't do Tracy McGrady already, but we're going we're gonna to go over his entire career today. Tracy Lamar McGrady Jr. Straight out of high school. 6'8", 210. First round pick, ninth overall. And when we're talking about players that come straight out of high school, when they say Kobe, LeBron, KG, uh, uh, who else? Uh, Dwight Howard. Trace McGrady's name gets put in those conversations, rightfully so. Like I said, 6'8", 210, underrated playmaker, elite ball handler, very, very underrated defender. An excellent shot creator and shot maker. We all know his pull-up game. His one-two pull-up is next to really nobody. It's it's like him, KD, Melo, PG, all of them. That that's probably like the four like greatest. And Kobe, yes, those are probably the greatest pull-up jumpers in NBA history. Seven-time All-Star, seven-time All-NBA. Two-time scoring champ, 2000-2001 most improved. Now for his career, 19.6 points per game, 5.6 rebounds, 4.4 assists. Um, A bona fide score at all three levels in his prime. Um, Gets to Toronto first year. Seven points, four rebounds, almost two assists, and a block. Averaging a block as a perimeter player, your rookie year is very impressive in my eyes. So I think he came into the league as an underrated defender. Um, Now, it kind of dwindled down the more his scoring went up, but we'll talk about that. Tracy's breakout year, that 99-2000 year, uh, this is his pre-breakout year. This is the year before he goes to Orlando. 99-2000, 
15.4 points per game, 6 rebounds, 3 assists, 1 steal, and almost 2 blocks per game. As a wing, Tracy had long arms and his and his before his prime, his raw athletic ability days, Trace McGrady was getting stops. Like he was getting stops on the on the end. It, he was guarding the best player, um, getting steals, blocks, rotations, everything like that. Like I said, um, when you come into the league and you're trying to find your niche, you, yes, you could have been a bona fide scorer your whole life. Once you hit the league, you gotta find different ways to get on the court because they don't know yet of what you can become. They know what you were already, but that doesn't necessarily mean it it, uh, adds up to what they already have on the team. So for him to be able to get on the court, had to do all the other things other than scoring to make a difference for your team. That's where he comes in um, that 99-2000 year, getting that still a game, getting almost two blocks a game. Now... That 2001 year, 26.8 points per game, seven and a half rebounds, almost five assists a game, a still and a half a game, a block and a half a game. That year, he was a first time All-Star, made all NBA second team. And I believe this was one of those years where he led the league in scoring and didn't make uh, make the All-NBA first team. Now, if I can remember correctly, that stat, there's like four guys. It's Carmelo Anthony, 2012-2013, Russell Westbrook, 2014-15, Joel Embiid. 2020 2021 season and then his and then his team at 2000 2001 he also won most improved this year he had a 11.4 scoring in, increase from 15.4 to 26.8 now i i could i'm gonna be honest with y'all I've yet to find a NBA or basketball stat website where I can put in my exact question and I would get an exact answer. Now, StatMuse is good. They they do a good job at that, but of course you have to pay to get, you know, the good stuff. But off top, I can't think of a higher scoring increase from one year to the other. Not just like rookie year to sophomore year, but just random two year span. I can't think of a, a higher increase. Um, this is when he gets to Orlando, that 2000 2001 season, where he's averaging that close to 27 a game. That's when everything became his. The offense became his. Um, and the shot clock, shot attempts became his. In the game situation became his. That's when he became T Mac. That's when he got his nickname T Mac. I, I feel like 
Yes, he was Tracy. Yes, he was Vince Carter's cousin in Toronto. But once he got to Orlando, that I feel like that's when he really became T-Mac. For a good almost decade, Tracy was 27 a game, six rebounds, five assists, and almost two steals a game for seven straight years. And in those seven straight years, he made the all-star teams and all-NBA teams for seven straight years. Now, if you think his... 15.4 points per game to his 26.8 points per game was impressive. Yes, that was an 11.4 scoring increase. But that following year, I'm sorry, not the following year, but the year after that 0203 season, he could have won most improved again. 32 points per game, 6.5 rebounds, 5.5 assists. 1.7 steals, shooting 45-38-79 splits. I don't know why, but I'll be getting into these arguments on, on Instagram about basketball and I'll be having to respond. Where was I? Um, Like I said, 32 points per game, six and a half rebounds, five and a half assists, almost two steals with that 45-38-79 split. Amazing. Could have won most improved that time. But once you jump from 15 to 27 to 32, they, they try to put your name in MVP voting. Um, but it's very interesting because he never finished top three in MVP voting. And I saw a clip where I think it might have been his 32-a-game season where Tracy was talking to Shaq on his podcast. And he was like, I could have won MVP that year. That year, he finished fourth. And this is my rule. I don't want to hear anyone say, oh, he could have won yada, yada, yada that year. He could have won, you know, he could have won MVP that year. If you don't finish in the top three, I don't really hear your argument for possibly winning MVP only only top three voter get that right nobody else so I do not agree with T-Mac that could have won MVP 
you had three other you had three other guys to get past. Come on now. No disrespect. Tracy goes to the Rockets. From his time with the Rockets in 04 to 09, 23 points, 5.6 rebounds, 5.7 assists, 42-32-73 splits. 42 from the field, 32 at that time, 32% from three was well. And 73 from the line. Not a great free throw shooter. Didn't understand why he didn't shoot closer to like 80, 83 in my opinion. I feel like Tracy McGrady is a... I don't know if he's a pure shooter. He's not a pure shooter. He's a scorer for sure over a shooter. But he has a nice touch on the ball. Nice release, high release point, high jumper. Puts the ball on top of his head. High release point, releases when the uh, at his apex of his jump, not coming down like who who somebody off the top of my head that releases on the way down. Blake Griffin used to release on the way down a lot, and that used to piss me off. Hey, we'll talk about BG soon. I've talked about all the scoring. I've talked about his ball handling. I've talked about all this stuff. What everybody forgets with Tracy McGrady is that he had zero playoff success. Not literally zero. He was 3-9 and nine all time in, in playoff series. But the only time he had advanced past the first time, uh, first round was when he was with the Spurs. Now, let's go double check that real quick, because that that sounds actually insane. Let's go double check that real quick. Yes, I am correct. 2000, first round against the Knicks. Swept 03. 2001 with the Magic. Lost to Milwaukee 3-1. Next year, loses to Charlotte 3-1. Next year, loses to Detroit in 7. Goes to Houston 05. Loses to Dallas in 7. 2007, loses to Utah. And seven. 2008. Loses to Utah. And six. And then he has this weird playoff run with Atlanta. <laughs> I didn't even waste my time. writing down any stats for his time in Atlanta in New York with the Knicks and in, in, in Detroit with the Pistons a lot of y'all don't even remember that a lot of y'all only re- 
remember Tracy for Orlando and Houston. Toronto T-Mac was very underrated. I feel like they should have kept that team together. I think in hindsight, yes, he got to the bag. Yes, he became one of the greatest isolation scorers of all time. One of the greatest pull-up jumpers of all time. One of the greatest scorers of all time. But what would his career have looked like if him and Vince Carter stayed together? Because you you know what's funny? Because I, I, I believe I did an episode of Vince Carter already, and I should have added this in there. The biggest issue with Tracy and, T, and Vince in their time was, yes, they can score. Yes, they can defend. Yes, they can play mate. Vince Carter is a very underrated passer, by the way. Yes, they can score. Yes, they can defend. Yes, they can play mate and assist. Yes, they can rebound. Yes, they can block shots. Yes, they they can get steals. Yes, they can take over a game for you. But at no point did either one of them have a legit star with them until later in their career. And it's kind of weird to think about that, that two cousins had the same issue and never thought to get back with each other at some point I don't know when they could have but at some point it could have worked out again or maybe I don't know hoop out with your cousin and tear the league apart imagine if him and Vince Carter stayed together for let's say Vince's last year in Toronto is Tracy's last year in Toronto that might have been the one of the most scariest wing duos of all time. And I have no issue to say that. And that doesn't get talked about at all. It doesn't. I don't understand. I, I really don't understand. If, if I make the league, so say my cousin AJ makes the league, right? And then I make the league as well. And if we both understand what our abilities are and what we can and cannot do, and we know we have something special here in Toronto, bruh, I I understand the whole politics of a coach not liking you or you not feeling like you're getting the most out of it. But bruh, come on. Talent always rises to the top always talent will always rise to the top now it's your job to stay up there the talent will rise you will see the talent but the way to stay up at the top is consistent hard work consistent hard work consistent dedication and consistent mental strength not saying tracy didn't have that because he was up he was on top for seven years this seven year span i'm pretty sure there's higher averages but when you look at the eye test he had a one of the greatest seven year runs of a player that didn't win a ring in it and that was always the issue never won a ring 
did I mention to you Trace McGrady is one and eight in the first round? One and eight in the first round. Now, I talked about him being with the Spurs. And I believe that was 2013. Yes, 2013. If you you watch a lot of sports podcasts, they will tell you stories that will link to other rumors that you heard as, as a kid. And then you'll be able to piece it together and get the full story. So I remember Steven Jackson, um, who is a very underrated scorer, obviously won't make the Hall of Fame, but still a very underrated scorer in his era, um, was with the Spurs. And then I remember him not with the Spurs. And then I remember them signing Tracy McGrady. Sorry behind that is. Greg Popovich called Steven Jackson into the room and told him to say to Manu or whoever it was, it was was either Manu or somebody that Steven Jackson knew for sure he, he was better than. And Greg Popovich wanted him to say that they were better than Steven Jackson. And in typical Steven Jackson fashion. Hell no, I ain't better than me. What, bro? You might as well just release me today. Mm. Gets released, and as he's released, Trace McGrady's on a plane from China to sign with the Spurs. I don't know what that means in Greg Popovich's you know, viewing of him, I don't. Stack draws that up of coat of Pop being, you know, a cerebral coach and making you quit or making you lose your job so that he wouldn't have to do that because he knew that they wasn't better than him or he knew he wasn't going to say that or he, they didn't have a reason to let him go. So he tried to create a reason. I don't know what that means. I, I try not to think too much into that because I enjoy Greg Popovich's coaching style and coaching overall. His, the tree that he's made, his coaching tree might be the greatest coaching tree of all time. I, I'm pretty sure I'm wrong, but it's up there. Um, but back to T-Mac. T-Mac signs. T-Mac goes to the playoffs, gets his only time advancing past the first round. And then in the finals, um, against a prime, like, this is probably peak. It's peak LeBron in the mixture of athleticism and skill. 2018 still had the athleticism on a high level, just wasn't his highest level. But his skill took up for that. So his skill, so it's like, 2013, his athleticism matched his skill. And in 2018, this is, I'm squirreling, but in 2018, his athleticism dipped, but then his skill went up, right? So it covered for it. This is peak LeBron in both athleticism and skill. 
LeBron is the only 6'8", 200-plus athletic player on the floor at all times in that series. And I remember as a kid watching it in the living room. And Greg Popovich, I'm sorry, not Greg Popovich, but Mark Jackson said something very interesting. He said, I'm looking at the end of the bench, and I'm seeing a guy that could probably match up against LeBron. And that was Tracy McGrady. Tracy McGrady averaged zero points in that finals, in that playoff specifically. Not like 0.5, 0.9, 1.2, zero points. And when I look back at that now, I don't know if Tracy could have like threw his name into a role on that team that quick and then just kept up with a prime LeBron. But if you would have told T-Mac to go out there and guard LeBron for like a four to five minute stretch while Kawhi is resting or something like that, that would have been fine. That would have been fine. But that didn't happen. And then there's this episode of Open Court. I don't know if y'all watch Open Court, but Open Court uh, was a panel of former players and they're just talking about the glory days or just talking about what could have been and just NBA history. Tracy's like, I'm tasting the champagne. And then Ray Allen's three goes in. I mean, Trace McGrady is a Hall of Famer. I don't, I don't really know. I don't remember if he's in the Hall of Famer or not. I think he is. He's definitely a Hall of Famer. It's just what could have been injuries, um, poor teammates. I'm gonna say this, and we gonna get a better. Let's put this into perspective. In Tracy's prime, the the day he hit. Orlando to the time he left Houston. His best player in his prom, best teammate in his prom was Yao Ming, not Grand Hill. Yao Ming. And I might have to do an episode on Yao, but that'll be short, but Yao was just it was just that big where he couldn't sustain so what do you expect thank you so much for listening to another episode of trust me wrong by robert kersey this episode will be out soon later this month we are as i record this we are day six into the 30 day challenge um not gonna say too much of what's going on throughout that month, uh, throughout this month. I got a lot of new stuff, a lot of fresh stuff coming. Thanks so much for listening. If you disagree with me on anything, let me know so I can inform you. Trust me, you're wrong. Peace.
I like that, Rob. Oh my God, I love Rob. <laughs> I love him. Wait, when 